This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is hour number two of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. We are joined now by Fox play-by-play announcer Kevin Burkhardt here on your Home of the Cowboys. And a good afternoon to you, sir. How the heck are you? Uh, I'm great. Getting ready for this game. Glad to be back on with you guys with The Fan. Excited. Well, it's always great to have you on, uh, Kevin, and we would love to know from your perspective, I know you looked at this game every which way, and you, you know the teams well anyway, how, how good of a shot do you think the Cowboys have of uh, pitching, uh, getting the upset done out there? Uh, I mean, I think they have a great shot if they play like they did on Monday night. I, I mean, we did a lot of Cowboys games this year. I don't know, we did seven or eight of their games, right? And, and we've seen them at their best, and honestly, even the games they lost, with the exception of the Washington game week, week 18, which was kind of a a weird one. Um, they were certainly winnable games, games they lost on the road in overtime and things like that. So I, I let's put it this way. I, I think the Niners are a great team. They're obviously on fire right now, uh, the way they're playing. But I think the Cowboys have as many weapons and as much of an ability to derail them as anybody. Uh, it's just putting it all together and getting those matchups right. And we've been breaking this one down, Kevin, and looking at the Niners team, clearly they're red hot. 11 straight wins. The McCaffrey trade seems like it's really put them over the top. But as you've been prepping and talking for people getting ready for this matchup, is there a weakness that you think the Cowboys could exploit looking at San Francisco? Yeah, I mean, weakness is is a relative term because of uh, how good they're playing, right? I mean, when you win 11 in a row and and you're you're doing things the way you're doing it, but – I think defensively, their defense is great, obviously. The number one scoring defense in the league. But but the weakness is is at cornerback, right? And the couple of rare times where they've had some issues this year, you know, their last loss was a game at home against Kansas City that we did, and they got uh, exploited on the outside in that game. Um, same thing in the Raider game they played about a month ago with Jared Stidham at quarterback. Now, how do you get that? You have to block, which is, you know, it's easier to say, well, if they can give them time, most teams can't give them time because their front is insane. And the way that they work their front with stunts and they're so good and so calculated, you know, and then, the, you know, kind of like Micah Parsons, then you have, they have athletic freaks on their defense, like Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, guys that just make up for uh, a lot of mistakes. So I, I think the old, if you can block them up, um, the weakness is that corner, I think, but it, it's a big if. Not a lot of teams have been able to successfully do that. Is there anything you're anticipating more than the uh, the first Cowboy extra point in this game? <laughs> I mean, boy, oh boy. I mean, you never thought you'd be saying you'd be looking forward to an extra point, right? Um, I think there are so many great matchups in this game individually that I'm fascinated to watch. I, I, I think, obviously, just Bosa and Parsons alone – and where they line up and how they match up in this game. But for me, if I'm picking one outside of that, it's CeeDee Lamb. And the bottom line is this. 
We know Dallas moves him around all the time. We know he's, if not number one, number two in the league in terms of slot production. But I think they're going to move him and move him a lot. Because in the slot, you got Jimmy Ward, who's played there all year, and he's a playmaker, but he's not a true slot guy. But I think they really benefit by moving him around in this game. Um, and I kind of feel like that's something we're going to see. Kevin, which uh, which Dak Prescott do you expect to see? The one that you were broadcasting against uh, the Commanders or the one that you were watching on a Monday night? You know, i got to be honest, guys. I, I Again, I've, I've either – broadcast or watched every Dallas game between, you know, doing them and just watching them for prep. I think Dak's had an outstanding year. I really do. And I, and I think like when you look at obviously the interceptions stand out and he had what three pick sixes in a four or five week span. So that stuff is going to jump out at you. And clearly he'll be the first to say that why at week 18 in Washington, he didn't play well. It was one of his worst games in a couple of years. Um, but I think overall he's had a, he's had an outstanding year. I mean, since he's come back, their offense is putting up video game numbers. I mean, they, they, they're over 30 points a game. I'm not really sure what else you could ask for him. He played, that being said, he played at an exceptional level. And, um, you know, I think he'll tell you he's at his best when he just takes a beat, you know, goes back, takes a little bit of a beat, um, and doesn't rush. And, and I just think he's got all the capability in the world. I think he's had a great year. I expect him to play really, really well. Uh, Kevin, how about rookie quarterbacks not winning the Super Bowl ever? Obviously, that's that's a tough thing to slot through there. But is there anything to that? And do you think the slippers coming off here with Brock Purdy before this playoff runs over? I don't think the slippers coming off. I, I'm not saying that he can't have a bad game and he can't have a game where he throws a couple picks. Um, anybody can have that game, right? Um, we we've seen it. But I think the one thing about this kid is he could care less about anything. I mean, we did his debut against Tom Brady and they rolled the bucks and he was like, it's like he'd been playing for 10 years. Here's what I'll say about Purdy. You know, when we talked to the Niners and when he got his first start, it was all like, of course, we'll see how he plays, but they loved like his confidence felt like he belonged type of thing. Like you never got to feel like he was a rookie. If you watch him play, I just don't know that there's a team in the history of the league where they're on their third quarterback. Obviously you're on your third quarterback by necessity. He's made them better. They're, they're better with him, which is, it's pretty incredible. So it's not like he's just coming in and like holding down the ship. It's not like he's just coming in and okay, don't turn it over. Don't give it away because we've got the number one defense. He's made them better. Their offense is better because of him because he's a great scrambler with his feet, not necessarily running, but just moving around the pocket. He buys time. And he's got a good arm. Uh, and, and, again, his confidence is at a ridiculous level. So this certainly could be a game where he turns it over. And if he does, it's because of Dallas's defense, and that's what they do better than anybody in the league. But if he does, it's not because the moment's too big for him. Been around him, talked to him, seen it. I, I don't think anything scares him. Of course, Kyle Shanahan getting a lot of credit for the offensive play design. Where do you think he fits amongst the great uh, coaches in today's game? Yeah, and there's no doubt that's a part of it, right? Shanahan is brilliant, and it certainly helps scheme his guys open, and that helps the quarterback, no doubt. Um, boy, if you're asking offensive schemers in today's game, I mean, it's tough to think of many better. It really is. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And I was thinking about it. You know, with Shanahan, if you go back in his career, he hasn't had that many – well, I mean, you're talking about star quarterbacks. You go back to when he was coordinating for Atlanta in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was the MVP that year. But that was Matt Ryan's best year of his career. Other than that, when he was coordinating Washington, he had RG3's rookie year, which was a great year. 
he's kind of made these guys everywhere he's played be better because of his scheming and his design. I mean, I, I think the guy's brilliant. I really do. But, you know, they've been to the championship game now multiple times the last couple of years. He's been to Super Bowls. He's got one more hurdle to climb. Kevin, uh, you know, we're always – one of the buzzwords that we use in the media is that X factor, the player. Is there somebody that you're kind of thinking about in this game? Like we're talking about all the stars that are going to be involved, but is there somebody like on your radar that you're going to talk about when you get on air and say, hey – this is a guy we kind of need to keep an eye on for this one. Well, there's, I, I, w- I would say there's a lot in this game, but, you know, I, I think there's two things. I, you know, if I'm, since I said Lamb earlier, let me flip it a little bit. I think, I think Christian McCaffrey, with, with how they are using him right now, um, they have such an ability to scheme up explosive plays with him. Um, and with Elijah Mitchell back healthy, kind of as the inside runner, he doesn't even have to take be the guy that takes the beating inside, even though he's a very good inside runner. How are they going to defend him? I, I don't know the answer. I don't think anybody really truly knows the answer. But I think a guy that I think a guy that's had a great year that's always in the mix, um, whether it's you know he's on him, whether he's on Kittle, which he usually is slow in tight ends, is J. Ron Curse. I think Curse has been tremendous for, for Dallas this year. He's so versatile. He usually is on the tight end or have some kind of factor with that. And I feel like, you know, when Dallas is, is making a, a big play back there, he, he has a hand in a lot of them. So, you know, I think he's kind of an underrated guy. And with McCaffrey and with the way Kittle's been playing, Kittle's kind of been reborn with Purry at quarterback. He was quiet for a lot of weeks. I, I'll circle J. Ron Curse. You, uh, of course, have gotten to travel to a variety uh, of different stadiums. You know which fans travel the best. Are you expecting a, a pretty good Cowboys representation there in, at Levi Stadium this Sunday? I mean, of course. Come on, <laughs> come on, let's go. I uh, I do. I, I will say though, like for when I when I was first doing games at Levi Stadium, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the atmosphere of Candlestick was wild. So it wasn't that it, that place has come a long way. They've developed a little bit of a tailgating, you know, good atmosphere up there. So I do expect there's always Cowboys fans. So I do expect that, but it has been a really good atmosphere to play in. And the 49ers at home have really good numbers, especially defensively there. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if the Cowboys fans can make some noise and be a factor. Kevin Burkhart with us here in the G bag nation. What are these production meetings like Kevin, like in lead up to a game, how many days out? Like when are you going to sit down and, and chat with, I assume McCarthy Dak, how does that work? Uh, we're doing them today, uh, tomorrow and Saturday. So we're, we, we do them on zoom usually. Um, and you know, we talked to, we talked to Mike and Dak earlier today. We got a couple more to go today. Um, and, and we'll finish up Saturday with a couple of the 49ers coaches. So we do them on Zoom. They're great. I mean, they're, you know, you know, we have a good relationship with a lot of these people. And, um, you know, the beauty of it is, is, you know, we're not looking to break news on Twitter. We're, we're usually having football conversations that are spearheaded by Greg Olson, who's so good and so smart and, you know, breaking down film and, and seeing what he thinks. And just, you know, they're having those conversations. And then, you know, to be frank, a lot of times it's just it's sharing of information that that helps us understand what they're going to try and do on Sunday. You know, now we can't say any of that stuff until we go on the air Sunday. But 
I just say it's a good give and take. You know, it's a lot of it's just football conversation. There is some inside information offered there, some people more than others. Um, but, you know, I think when we get done with all of them, we usually get a pretty good feel of what these teams want to do, and then we'll see if it actually works and executes on the field. What players are the most helpful? Have you ever been like, wow, I'm surprised they shared that? I mean, I, 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 love, I love talking with Dak. Uh, you know, I think he's great. He's, he's always, you know, he always is, is comfortable and just uh, talks ball. And I think he's honest, which is awesome. It's never like a sugar coating, right? You know, he'll tell you that, you know, Monday morning after Washington sucked because, <laughs> you know, why the team meeting and how it went and everything like that. So I always appreciate just, you know, realness and honesty. It, it, it's not like we're not sitting there asking to give us the first 20 plays of the game. It's, it's more just like a give and take and trying to get a feel of the team. And if anything interesting is going to happen for me as a play-by-play guy, it's helpful. It's like, hey, is so-and-so going to play more than somebody else? Or, you know, just to have an idea going in so we're not surprised when something happens. But, yeah, since uh, I just got done talking to him, Dak's, Dak's been one of my favorites over the years. We focus so much on offenses, but how spoiled are we with Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa in this game? I mean, are are they not the two best defensive players maybe in all of football? How exciting is this to get to watch both of them, maybe the two front runners for defensive player of the year? Yeah, I think it's one two. I you know you know when I was thinking about this matchup this week, and obviously I've been thinking about it a lot, and I'm sure you guys have been talking about the great history here, but I think, you know, you know when it when it was really at its at its at its pinnacle in the '90s with three straight championship games, and I just think about those games in terms of all of the stars and all of the Hall of Famers on the field at one time in in those games, and I'm just looking at the rosters, you know, in in front of me, and I think the same thing. I mean, you look at all of the stars on both these teams and potential Hall of Famers that could be on these teams. Just look at the All-Pros and the Pro Bowl voting. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's star upon star. But when you watch Parsons and Bosa, I just think it's fascinating. Obviously, Mike can go back and play linebacker. But two guys who can move anywhere on either side or in the middle, and they single-handedly can wreck a game. And I think the beauty about those two is that they can be quiet for a while. They can go, which doesn't really happen very often, but they can be quiet. You can be watching the game. You can watch a couple quarters, maybe even three and a half quarters. But then the fourth quarter, they make one big play, which ruins the game. And I think that's the beauty of those guys is you just can never forget them or where they are or look what they're doing. And, you know, for us, just like showing replays, even if they're not doing anything, why? Because it's, there's one's going to break. You know, it's so hard to keep them quiet for an entire game. So I'm fascinated to watch. Okay, we've been fascinated about halftime broadcaster consumption um, in terms of food. <laughs> Al Michaels is doing steak and shrimp in the booth at halftime. We got our own Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys. He's mowing through a bunch of uh, sushi. Gene Deckeroff, Buccaneers. He's a hot dog mustard only. That's all he's got time for during halftime. What is Kevin Burkhart consuming in the booth during halftime? I'll eat steak and a steak and shrimp in in nine minutes. I mean, that's um, how does he do it? That's a, it's so fast. Professional. I don't think you have it. <laughs> He's a professional red meat eater. That Al Michaels. No vegetables. No vegetables. Yeah, no vegetables at all. That's impressive, boy. I I I, I have a hard time because then I have indigestion for the second half. So I will say, we do have like a game day ritual. Now when we're in Dallas, we grab a little uh, we grab a little sushi from outside the booth. It's phenomenal. So we do do that. You I don't think they have it for that. Yeah, Brad, I love you. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, we have we have a you know we have a, a a routine. We get 
we get Jersey Mike subs every game, and we kind of either eat them pregame or halftime. And then we have these peanut butter pretzels, which we eat no less than three bags a game. Olsen and I just demolish these things during a game. So more of a snacker than like a sit-down meal guy, I'd oh, say. Oh, that's fantastic. We're big J. Mike's guys up in here. You go too. with the 13? What's that? You go with the 13 at Jersey Mike's, the Italian? Oh, uh, 13 is usually most of the time. That's that's actually the order almost every single week. Good that's call. a good call. Mike's great right. call, yep. yeah. Is there a stadium that you think has uh, the better press box food com- compared to any other? They've got a better spread. The, I'm not just saying this because I'm on with you guys, but the Dallas spread is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. I mean, between – the sushi and the regular food they bring in, and then they bring in these little macarons, like those those little soft cookies with the filling in the middle, which are Delightful. out of this world. It's, I mean, it's bad. I don't eat all week just so I can eat like 7,000 <laughs> calories on game day. <laughs> yeah, dude, I make a fool of myself in that press box from time to time. Uh, Joe Buck has alleged that he had to pee in a trash can in the booth at any point. Have you ever? Uh, do you have any bathroom issues in the booth during games? Uh, I'm going to knock on wood and, and, and say no and hope that trend continues. I mean, luckily for most NFL stadiums now, the they have a bathroom in the broadcast booth, which is big because the ones, the older stadiums that are, uh, you know, that's just kind of like one for like the entire coaches and radio and TV, that's dicey. You know, like you got to get in mm-hmm. and get out and then you got to get back. It's really, really, it's not great under pressure. Dangerous so, game. Uh, it's a dangerous game. So it, I guess theoretically you should be more careful what you eat and drink, but I clearly don't. I also drink like two liters of Dr. Pepper on game day, so there's that. Let's go. You <laughs> well, are a machine. I, I hope I didn't just give you your own broadcaster's <laughs> jinx there. You might get uh, in a world of trouble in San Francisco on Sunday. That's on me. Well, it's on me, Kevin. Let's put it this way. If you hear Olsen calling a play, you'll know what happened. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. We appreciate you. Have a great call. We'll chat with you soon. There he goes, the great Kevin Burkhart, Fox play-by-play man here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.